eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. If, 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 if your blood runs orange and blue, orange and blue. blue. This, this is, pod, is for you. pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So the Knicks fell to their cross-round rival Brooklyn Nets on Saturday. The Knicks uh, got down big early, uh, played from behind pretty much the rest of the way. They were able to cut down the lead to about four late in the game, but that's when Nets star Kyrie Irving showed that he is the superstar that he is. He had a pair of clutch threes in the last two minutes that put the Knicks away. He finished with 32 points as lead all scorers in that game. Jalen Brunson added 26 in this one. This is the Knicks' ninth straight loss to Brooklyn. It makes me sick to even say that, but that is the facts. Nine straight losses to the Brooklyn Nets. So, Tommy, what went wrong on Saturday for the Knicks? Yeah, I think uh, obviously the, the defensive issues, you know, played a part. Um, but at the end of the day, you got to tip your hat to Kyrie. Um, I thought the defense on him was solid. You know, a, a lot of those shots were contested. Um, IQ played well defensively. Grimes did his part um, when they switched off on him. McBride, you know, put his hand up. And um, Kyrie was, uh, you know, relatively quiet over the first three quarters. But then we know he took control in the fourth. And, um, you know, it's it's been one of those situations where, um, you know, having a dyna, you know, a, a real, you know, unstoppable force on the offensive end is always a difficult matchup. Um, we saw Jason Tatum uh, go crazy um, in, in previous contests. And, um, yeah, Nick Scott, we're, we're on the short end of the stick in that way. Um, I think the part that stings is that, you know, Ben Simmons didn't play, uh, yep. um, you know, so like they, they, obviously KD was out. Uh, TJ Warren was sidelined, even though Simmons and Warren have have negative, um, you know, have basically hurt the Nets in, in recent weeks. Um, right. It would have been nice to get a, a win over the Nets if for no other reason to make those previous wins over the Cavs and um uh, the Celtics stick, you know, you kind of feel like you're giving one back after you had one, too. But, um, you know, that's what, you know, basically, you know, middle of the road teams do. Uh, they'll, you know, they'll, that's why the Knicks are, you know, have been, you know, within a, a game or two of 500 for most of the season. Um, and, uh, you know, but the, they still have another opportunity uh, to play against a, a, a motivated Lakers team um, uh, starting, uh, you know, t- tomorrow evening. So uh, we'll see if they can get back on the right track. Yeah, I think this Knicks loss really kind of highlighted why, you know, superstars win you these kind of games. You know, like the Knicks right now don't have one. They have really good players, and we saw some of those guys play really well. Jalen Brunson had 26. R.J. Barrett had a really good – another really good offensive game. But 
I mean, quickly had another really great game. But, like, at the end of the day, when you're trying to beat a team like that and you're coming from behind, you're going to need to get – you're going to either, either A, you know, match their superstar and B, get those stops. And it makes me kind of curious, you know, when we get to the end of the conversation today about some of the trade rumors, maybe they're trying to get, you know, part A of that is someone who can get stops against a guy like that as opposed to um, part B, which is then finally getting that superstar. But the Knicks didn't have that guy that could match Kyrie down the stretch. And, and, and Quinn but, Grimes offensively did his, did his best. But, I, but I'll, but I'll say this EJ, like yeah. on the superstar conversation, I'd rather have Brunson long-term than, than Kyrie Irving. Like, I don't, oh, I don't know what, I don't, I don't know yeah. what the Nets are going to do. You know, I know he's kind of harping that he wants a, a contract. I, I'm going to be fascinated yeah. to see how that how that free agency plays out this offseason. And other teams often, you know, if I'm the Nets, I'm happy with the one year deal. I guess we bring him back and, and see how that goes. But um, I'd be shocked if another team was willing to offer him, you know, a three or four year deal. Um, it'll be fascinating to see how that plays out. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, and I agree with your sentiment, by the way, because because as great as Kyrie was, you know, Kyrie might not be available next week for any reason. Like, right. you know, he's he's very unreliable. So I would definitely take Brunson over him but uh just the the, the point belies is the fact that they don't have that superstar show that when they went against another superstar talent even though the knicks i think had more talent than the nets in that game for sure yeah uh it wasn't enough to to overcome i think also it also belies why it's so important for the knicks to be ahead in the fourth quarter honestly like how many of these games we seen them you know be ahead like in boston and you know tatum starts to get going and they were able to kind of just survive because at least they were playing from ahead as opposed to being playing from behind we're playing from behind, and now you're trying to get stops and score and execute offensively. That's been too tall a task for the Knicks all season. We haven't really seen – I can't remember a game this season where they've come back in the fourth quarter being down, you know, 10 points or 11 points. Like that hasn't really happened much. But you know what was you know what was interesting? One thing I found interesting was thinking about in that fourth quarter is how much better and fluid and quicker and yeah. more pace and tempo the Knicks played down by 10 points. To, and then they cut it to three or four. Then they, if they had been up by 10 points, you know, that's something to keep in mind next time when they have a lead um, is to not to reverse the strategy, use that same strategy. Like we talked about previously that got you there. Yeah. Cause when you're playing from behind, you're playing with a greater sense of urgency because you can't waste clock. And it's funny when you watch some of these really good teams, like when they're trying to close the teams that are very good at closing, they, that's they, they play that way even when they're up like when they're trying to play they're getting into their stuff quick it's not just hold the ball hold the ball hold the ball those one guy and then just wait like they're 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 running really good action even at the end of the games so the Knicks, you you hope that they can maybe learn from that and to be fair this was the first game after tom Thibodeau said they gotta play quicker in the fourth quarter yep. so you know now this is a different scenario because they were playing from behind but maybe this is them listening to the coach and maybe this is a coach you know imploring that they have to play this way uh, you know, the, I think the situation maybe makes it more like they kind of had no choice. But you hope moving forward that that you do see some of that execution because they executed offensively pretty well. Like even with Kyrie uh, hitting those big shots, like the Knicks, you know, they scored in those two possessions in between. Um, yeah. They they scored a basket and Brunson had two free throws, so it wasn't like you know they were putting pressure on them to keep scoring. The problem was they couldn't get uh, those stops. What did you make of the? The, the substitution patterns, I think, in the fourth quarter have been talked about with RJ, IQ, and Quinn Grimes. Uh, you have a game there where IQ uh, gets subbed out late in the fourth quarter. He, was playing, he had been playing great. RJ comes in. He had sat for some of that fourth quarter. Do you think that's something that the Knicks will have to kind of figure out, or you think they're kind of doing it fine the way they are, which is, it seems like essentially by committee. It's 
whoever's playing the best or playing the the best at that moment kind of plays most of the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's I mean it's going to be fascinating, and and we we kind of predicted it as soon as you know when RJ was sidelined and IQ and Grimes kind of established himself as a closer because IQ has been a closer um, as I noted he leads the league in fourth quarter minutes date, dating back to the start of last season, right. um, and he's and he's earned every minute and every second of it. Um, I mean this is really hard to overstate um, the progression we've seen from from Emmanuel quickly both offensively and defensively um, this season's really stepped up his game. Um, and, and is really playing at a high level. So it's difficult to keep him off the floor in the fourth quarter. Um, one thing I would like to see is, especially when the Knicks have a timeout late in games, end of game situations, is to have IQ and Grimes on the floor together and that's and, and taking Brunson out because Brunson just not mm. as good defender as those two. Yeah. Um, it, didn't pre- it didn't exactly present itself. You know, it wasn't like there was a, a less, you know, a, a possession where that was going to decide the game. And if they got a rebound and or miss, they'd call time out and they could reinsert right. Brunson. Um, but that that type of thing will happen going forward. Um, and I and I would I would like to see you know uh, Tibbs have the have the uh, the kind of the guts to to to, to yank. Brunson out and, and put one of his top defenders in. Um, we'll see if he does that. Um, and the other thing, yeah, I think it's, it might, it'll probably be, you know, kind of a game by game situation, um, whether it's either Grimes or Barrett, you know, might be matchup to, you know, determined by matchups. Um, uh, Barrett was, was, especially on the offensive end, um, did, uh, was playing well um, in the second half uh, Saturday night in Brooklyn. So, um, you know, Grimes, uh, as much as I've credited him in the past, he needs to knock down open threes in order to stay on the yeah. floor. He just hasn't done that of late. Um, and that's something that he really needs to do in order to ensure his 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 spot in the in the closing minutes. Um, because that's, you know, the last two games, it didn't come back to bite him against Boston, um, but it, it, it did hurt him uh, against Brooklyn. And it's something we've seen in the past. Yeah, yeah, and, and earlier this season we saw Grimes hitting some of those big shots, but he's he's been missing them of late, so he's gonna have to knock those down. And I think you make a really good point about the uh, the decision to potentially bench Brunson on offense defense situation because it's not something I've mentioned, and I don't think I've really seen anybody talk about, but I've noticed it in games prior where the Knicks have been in clear offense defense situations, and he has kept Brunson in no matter what. There may have been times where maybe, okay, maybe, you know, you get rebound, you want to get fouled. I don't know. But, like, I, I, to me, it was one of those moments where I felt like Tibbs was kind of, you know, a little bit coaching on autopilot. Uh, Brunson is great at taking charges. And I know that may sound like a small thing, but he, he almost won a game in Memphis earlier this year because he took a charge on a final possession. So there could be reasons why Tibbs would like to keep Brunson on that floor. But I agree. I think that there are plenty of opportunities to uh, have IQ – essentially guarding your one, Quentin Grimes guarding your two. Now you have a, a really solid uh, backcourt defensively on the ball as opposed to Brunson, who you kind of have to hide in those situations. So I think that's a really good point. When we come to these Nets losses nine in a row, it doesn't feel great for Nick fans, I'm sure. Like, is, is there anything more to read into why the Knicks struggle? Because it's not like the Nets have had a better team than the Knicks over the last three years, but – Nets have had injuries. They've had a lot of things happen. There was a game where, you know, KD and Kyrie didn't play. And Nets came out from a game pack from 20 points uh, at MSG. Do you think this is starting to become a mental hurdle for the Knicks in getting over the hump against the Nets? I don't think so. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that one team has Kevin Durant for, for most of those games and the other team doesn't. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's especially the fact of, of KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Um, right. Yeah. When, when they were a trio. 
Um, so yeah, I, listen, I, I I have to admit I'm a little surprised at how much pr- I shouldn't I shouldn't say. I mean, li- there's a lot of um, talking back and forth between Nick's Twitter and Nets Twitter. Um, but you know, the one thing to keep in mind is the Nets didn't sign KD and Kyrie. Their expectations should be higher than we beat the Knicks. You know, um, right. over the last you know two years, the they have the same you know since the start of the 2021-22 season. The Knicks and the Nets have the same number of playoff series wins, you know, the same number of playoff wins. You know, <laughs> Nets got swept. Knicks didn't make it. Um, obviously, the Nets will, are on track to, to be a top seed this year. So we'll see if they, you know, if if, if, if Kyrie's still on the floor and, and KD stays healthy. Um, but, um, you know, again, the, the expectations of, of you know, that, that from from Nets and, that, and you know, a lot of there was a lot of, well, you guys said you were a super team and now you come here, you can't even be, you know, Nick, Knicks fans are, are more, you know, are, are, have never I've never claimed that they that they are the better team than the Nets. I think they're just they're they're right. their fact that they state is that they, 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 this city belongs to the Knicks in terms of fan base and fandom and ticket sales and interest. Um, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. I do agree with that that final that last point on there that that this is always going to be a Knicks town and that is essentially the crux of the beef because Nets say yes. well we have a much better team and it's like well nobody cares about the Nets the Knicks <laughs> are the team of New York and that seems to be where the clash happens yeah. but yeah I mean these Nets games are frustrating because you, you want you don't want to lose nine in a row I mean that, that's right. that's that's crazy especially when you're talking about your, your rival I think you do make a good point that obviously when you got Katie and Kyrie and at one point you get harder you know wins gonna be hard to come by but I don't know I I, I do feel like there's something with with especially when they go to Barclays I think the games at Madison Square Garden I don't know if I put much stock into them but the games at Barclays seem to go like the exact same like they come out they come out flat they don't seem to come out with the right kind of energy and then they make a comeback, and then they can't execute or make enough plays late. It's the same recipe over. I've seen this same game that I saw on Saturday at least four times in these nine losses. The exact same. The only thing that was missing was the Julius Randle meltdown where he goes after the refs and wants to kick over some chairs because he didn't get a foul call on the last possession or two. Like that's the only thing that was missing. So when I see the same thing over and over again, it makes me think that something something is up with this. I don't know why the Knicks struggle with these games so much outside of the fact that the Nets have talent, but it is, it is becoming, you know, frustrating. I don't think it's anything more than that. It's just, you don't want to lose to your, your crosstown rival nine times in a row. The Knicks will get uh, two more cracks at the Nets. It won't be at Barclays. It'll be at Madison square garden. So maybe things will be different, but um, tough loss for the Knicks. And you mentioned a good point. When you think about uh, the wins over the Celtics and the wins over the Cavs, you had a chance to make a, you know, a rivals week sweep. Uh, go three in a row it seemed like it was right there on the table for them considering the injuries the Nets had and Knicks came up short so they'll have to find a way to rebound and uh and, and turn the page on, on Tuesday so uh the Knicks after Saturday's Saturday's loss will return to the national TV scene yet again on Tuesday when they host the Lakers on TNT so another national TV game so some people that will excite them I think for a lot of people that will frustrate them because they know be more uh, probably more Nick slander and combined with the Lakers. I mean, I think I don't think anybody's gonna be happy listening to that good broadcast.